You recording? Yes. Is Bud here? No, we're starting without Bud. Guess who's sleepy? Guess who's a sleepy guy? Brian. Hi. You got COVID? Did you have a Did nap? Did you have a nap? Nap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we start this without Bud? This is going to be weird. Yeah. Kirsten, you're hosting. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Today on the Geek Out Podcast, Nintendo YouTubers are doomed now that Mr. Sakurai has his own channel. Resident Evil on Netflix is doomed. Also, well, canceled. Jeffrey Dean Morgan joins the boys. And Dwight Schrute sure knows his Canadian provinces. Nerdy is the new sexy. Let's go to Big This is Geek Out, the podcast. Oh, I have to do a thing now. Am I really hosting this? Hello, welcome to the Zones Geek Out Podcast episode. 206. It is. What? What? Is that not right? Well, 203. Read the word. Read the number words there. <laughs> <laughs> read the letter three. You lasted five seconds. <laughs> okay, 203, August 31st, 2022. Uh, Bud should be here soon, hopefully, because somebody just told me I was hosting this and I have not read this cue sheet. I don't know how to host nothing. Um,. Yeah, I don't know. Do we do the? Do people say who they are now? Sure. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Me? Who are you talking to? I don't know. Somebody start talking. I mean, yeah, in the in the usual. Okay, yeah, way. yeah in the order. It's Brian. Yeah. I'm uh, DJ Boy Tano. I'm uh, currently on day four of COVID self isolation, and uh, wasn't going to be in this episode of this podcast. But uh, I feel like I'm grounded because I've been in this room for four fucking days yeah. and time stands still in here and I needed something to do. And oh. I do something in the afternoon zone. Right. Tomorrow you're free though, right? It's five days. Is that the rule? Tomorrow's five days. Well, technically I should stay in my room tomorrow still because that's day five, I think. Is that the rule? Is that the way I think the rule is five days. I think that's it. And then after that, you're free to go cough on whoever you want. Okay. So <laughs> I'll go cough on people tomorrow. I'll, I'll say you you sound fine. Like, uh, you, uh, was it worse at any point? Because I remember when I had it and I was on this podcast, I sounded like a monster. You sound great. Worst day was the first day. Um, but it wasn't like I didn't have a cough. I, I just really had a headache for the majority of the day. Pretty low energy. And... Um, uh, chills. I, I definitely had the chills. Mm. Um, so like I yeah like yesterday or like that first day was the first day during summertime that I actually wore a sweater. Wow. I was like wow. oh man, it's really cold in here. But I, I guess it was just me. Um, in here, you mean your body? In here, this body? Yeah, in this body. But uh, other than that, like it's been fine. Um, Second day was really just sort of like the muscle aches, and mm. that was pretty much it. And then um, third day, I think it was also just kind of like the muscle aches, but it was also just like from there is like getting squirrely and bored and yeah. You know, so still, to do. do not recommend review and recommendation COVID. No, no. I, I I definitely would. Uh, yeah, not. Uh, I wouldn't need 91 seconds to uh, <laughs> recommend recommend it. Is this also the first time you've been sick in like two and a half years? I think I had a cold maybe last year. 
Um, and I was a big baby about that, <laughs> thinking like, oh, God, do I have COVID? But it was just really a cold because I hadn't been sick in forever. And like my my man baby body couldn't take it. Um, but yeah, this is like the first kind of major like feverish uh, feeling that I've ever I've had, I've had in about two years. Well, we're glad that you're here. Yeah. I'm glad I could pass the time with you guys. You had to come been, because we got big Marvel things to talk about, and only you can pick apart all the Easter eggs. Like, we could have read it out, but that's that's pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> Here yeah. is Brian's color-coded notes later on yeah. She-Hulk. <laughs> well, at least you could be here, because Stinkin' Art has got the whole week off, and he is not here, even though he really could be right now, right? He's golfing He's with my, golfing. In, my family. Yeah. My in-laws... And my husband, and he could not remember my in-law's name. He sent me a very panicked text this morning. In um, the group chat, which <laughs> well, is hilarious. He sent it to me as a text, but I guess I didn't see it. And then he then he brought it to the group chat. Okay, <laughs> Johnny's parents' names, Helen and question mark? Helen, and that's not correct. And it wasn't Helen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I'm so bad with names. <laughs> Anyway, that's what Art's doing. Oh, well, good for Art. I She also, like, recommended uh, a show for me to watch during my uh, my time in this room. Mm-hmm. And it's from 2009. And I was like, that's the art we know and love. <laughs> what was it? Recommendation, the party down. <laughs> so, Wow, never, never <laughs> heard of it. I also, we've been thinking about this last week. Um, it, I should have pushed back on him harder. When he made that like weird comment about Captain America being pure and 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 he should have not had sex with anybody and that would kept that's what kept him pure in order to like live Molnir and I was just like at the time I just kind of glossed over it or whatever but I'm like I don't care for that at all that's like gross regressive mm-hmm. not not sex positive do you know what I mean like yeah I kind of just like ha okay art but I should have pushed back on that we all should have don't you think. I pushed back well, on yeah. that. I was like, dude, what are you talking about? You can't have sex and lift the hammer? I know, I know. And then Brian had that great joke that we all walked all over because I was busy yelling at him about that. Oh, uh, yammering instead of hammering. What was your great joke, Brian? <laughs> uh, somebody, about somebody in the 40s must have been worthy enough to lift his hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. That was a good but joke. But you also, like, Thor is worthy. You think he doesn't put the hammer down oh, on Thor other people in Asgard? Oh, Thor smashes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah. I just um, it was like between that and then oh yeah, right. The cold open, which I loved last week of you know a Brian um, uh, thinking that you had to Rapunzel like Batman and Robin up at the side of a uh, building <laughs> to do a booty call with anybody, which yeah. I thought was fun. And then Bud just like squirming and squirming and then, oh oh no oh no, let's not talk about climbing a building. Blah 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 blah. Which I know it's like not really Bud and then he puts that on it's so funny it's a little squirm that he does but I just thought like wow between these two things it looks like we're a bunch of uh, you know people nobody like, can make me look like that you know the things that I say I know, I know but I just like that's that's toxic that like you know kind of like uh, I guess it's slut shaming in a way it's like new age but yeah, it's a little slut shaming. Anyways, it's like it's not what we're about. I don't think, and it's funny that we like let that fly two times in that pod, even though it's like one was a joke and one was just we were like, okay, all right, okay, and then moving on. I'm Kirsten James, and my preferred method of booty calls definitely involves climbing. So, oh, you do you like to climb? Uh, yeah, either uh, the being climbed to or being <laughs> the climby. Yeah, absolutely. No, I was like. 
She likes having booty call with very tall men. <laughs> she likes to climb the dude. Well, okay. Well, the, you know, if uh, you ever need to engage a little spice back in the marriage, I'll let your husband know that he all he needs to do is like put a ladder outside the bedroom window. Oh, yeah. Right? If he mm-hmm. climbs up to the window, you like that? Yeah. That's great. I like a climb. Loves a climb. Okay. Okay. Uh, this week on Bud's Le- Weekly Geek Out. <laughs> I'm not even Are the one. Are you going to deliver the geek out? I'm not the one. Oh, God. This week on Bud's no, Weekly Geek Out. Wait a minute. Here. There's only How two many microphones do you guys oh, have? I didn't know what they were supposed to do. No, it's okay. We were just going to share this one. Hi. <laughs> okay. After he spat it oh, all over it. Oh, we're recording. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Hi. Oh, you need the... Oh, quarter? Yeah, the I'll do it boy. after the thing. Thanks. Okay. Uh, this week on Buzz Weekly Geek Out, I talked about Masahiro Sakurai, who got himself a YouTube channel, and as uh, as another Nintendo YouTuber who is a blue puppet, uh, Muppet-like puppet named Arlo, says, um, it'd be like John Cena coming to join the high school uh, wrestling team, because Masahiro Sakurai is the guy who created Kirby, and also the Super Smash Brothers series of games, so... Very big and successful, amazing game designer and director, and now he's got his own YouTube channel, and so all the Nintendo YouTubers are like, oh, what now? <laughs> um, but he's he's great. He understands the algorithm. He's not going to monetize anything. Hmm. He's, it, he's portioning it out in little bite-sized pieces to give either aspiring game developers, just game fans, an insight into what goes into making video games and it's really cool and I've enjoyed all of the videos that he's posted he posted a new one today I haven't, got, haven't gotten around to it but just some really basic bite-sized cool insights into the gaming industry from a super revered expert awesome huh. um now the, you know it's the fact that it's bite-sized I think is good yeah because you know you're really you're, when you're when you're after like uh, serious like eyeball time with the puppet makes its video, and the puppet videos are what, like twenty minutes? I mean, they can be ten yeah. to twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if if uh, develop man, if he's doing like <laughs> bite size, uh, then you know you still have you you do the bite size, and sure, like maybe you watch you know those first, but that's bite size, and then you still have another twenty minutes. And you're like, all right, puppet, what do you got for me next? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a nice balance, definitely. Yeah. And and I think in like a day and age of this, you want to hear what that puppet has to say. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's YouTube has really democratized how, you know, who talks about what and what opinions are valuable. And so I want to hear what that puppet says, not just the guy controlling the message from the top like some propaganda. And he's like, the last thing he is is propaganda. He's doing this to basically invest in the gaming industry. But you're absolutely right. We need the non-industry people except in fact that you know what they do for a living is make videos about video games or make videos about you know games and nintendo and whatnot um but you're right we need those all of those voices because all of those opinions are important yeah and put a good old solid f8 in here do we want to work out the microphone scenario should bud be here because he's gonna host mm. now uh, no whatever you you guys talk about it. i'm gonna go get my quarter inch adapter what do you think paul yeah. should we put bud and then we can show that one yeah okay Okay, I have some gum. I don't know what my gum is. I think I have to go down to my car. Don't go to your car. He's going down to his car? (laughs) He just just said, I'm going to go get some gum if I have to talk this close to somebody. 
and it might be in his car. I don't know. Oh my God, this is because Bud has a heart out, and I have like a kind of like softy heart out. So, <laughs> really? Oh, thank you, everyone. Sorry for the. Yeah, no worries. We didn't even, because of course, Paul was talking on his phone forever. Why um, was he talking on his phone? Pour know, some water on him. And also, he might be running down to his car right now to get some gum. Gum. I don't that's know. exactly what he said. Brian, are you rubiking a cube? Uh, this is passing the time in. Uh, Fair enough. A bedroom in which I'm self Oh, of course. You're stuck in a single room. Dude, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, you I'm sound fine. great. I'm on day four, so. Shiza, and on your phone, I see. Yeah. I can't As Kirsten you... says, I get out and I cough on people tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so. Good, good, good. You need to um, you need to steal your kid's switch. Be like, Daddy needs this switch, guys. Right? Sorry. Daddy's no, f- flayed this is what I was Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Dude, I'm switch. sorry. Were they like your? Oh, but old. I've, I've gotten good at this. Yeah. I'll bet the switch is too valuable for it to be out of the children's hands. Hey, this is wild. Yeah. Okay, Ugh. what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna solve the. What what are we on? We're on Weird Al. Yeah, we're going to the coming soon Weird Al. Yeah, I'm gonna solve this before Geek News proper. Oh, okay. I don't know about that. Okay, the you've challenge. only got three stories, but go for it. <laughs> I will be highly impressed if you manage that. Talk a long time. <laughs> Talk a lot. Come in soon. <laughs> are we waiting for him or are we gonna, just no, going to go? No, he'll come back with gum. Just remember to put... Yeah. yeah. All right, then. Coming soon. <laughs> Only one thing in coming soon, and that was a trailer for Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Again, this is... Crap, I didn't write down the date. I think it's November 4th on the Roku channel. Have we received... Did we get some sort of trailer, a teaser, something about this beforehand? Or was this... I know this was the first trailer of any meat. And this I remember really... seeing a, f- a short amount of footage and it's just Daniel Ratcliffe saying, I need a, I need an accordion. And yeah. then like a bunch of accordions uh, go into frame. Hmm. Yeah. And that I, was I, about it. Funny, I think I missed that clip. So this is the first trailer of any substance. And it shows us that it is pretty much following the follower die. Um, funnier die. S- funnier die. Follower die. How <laughs> 2022 of me. The funnier die sketch into a full movie. Mind you, full movie can be like 90 minutes these days. Um, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. It's It looks great. Uh, we've got... Um, Dwight Schrute, uh, Rain Wilson uh, as Dr. Demento this time instead of Patton Oswalt. And, um, and of course, we saw how Daniel Radcliffe is going to accomplish um, Weird Al singing, and that's because Weird Al will be singing, and that Daniel was, Radcliffe will be lip syncing. That kind of bumped me a little Definitely bit. Definitely bumped me, too. Because, yep. like, I mean, I, I would, you can't replace Weird Al's voice, no, you I cannot. guess. But then you, if you think about biopics and I get that this is a Roku level biopic and not like a and a, a, it's a parody of a parody yeah. biopic but like if the the rocket man one Elton John yeah. um my favorite Taron Edgerton does all the singing in that but he does it like Elton John it sounds so good yeah so it was very weird to see uh, uh Daniel Radcliffe just ha- having Weird Al Yankovic's voice and I think this was one of the questions that we were curious about in the early days when we figured out that this was going to happen is how exactly are they going to do this and here's your answer and it makes perfect sense i suppose well, now th- with hindsight we actually look at it it's like yeah obviously we're going what you did you bring me some gum yeah i have gum here. <laughs> gum for everyone brian you want some gum oh wait yes please he's doing a rubik's cube <laughs> when did that start happening he 
is planning on doing the Rubik's Cube within three stories. He says he's going to have this done by Geek News proper. We've uh, only got one coming soon and two not coming soon. So you know I'm not cheating. Yeah, 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 I noticed that. How long have we known Brian? We didn't know he was a Rubik's Cube guy. He's one of these hyper geniuses. Look at it. Look at it. Look at his. COVID made me a Rubik's Cube guy. <laughs> You've had COVID for three days. How can you get, become a Rubik's Cube guy I've so quick? I've been in this room for three I days. I guess. Yeah. Dude, this is incredible. You are coming along, and you've got, like, the flick, like, the finger flicks, like, we see the <laughs> professional 13-year-olds do. This is incredible to see. Next year, he's going to be like, I started tinkling on the piano as well. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, my God, I actually have. Dude, what? Because <laughs> I know you got your little keyboard controller. I learned how. No, I have a. I have a full on keyboard. Oh, do you? Okay. But I, I learned how to play "Time" by Hans Zimmer. What the <laughs> crap? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Dude, that's incredible. I'll play that for you in the next podcast. Oh my god, that's uh, so that's funny. funny. Brian comes out of COVID, a renaissance man. I was going to say, like, everybody else, you know, eats bread and, and yeah. does nothing. And Brian has learned major skills in a matter of days because he's stuck in a room. This is hilarious, This is man. sad for your skills uh, that are happening here, Brian. But late breaking news on my watch. Uh-oh. Scraps the five-day isolation rule for COVID. You can go cough on people now. Really? Who oh, scrapped really? the rule? Is this breaking news? Yeah, I just got it on my Apple News. Just said. So what is it now? So who who scrapped it? BC government? Oh, it's Ontario. Oh, <laughs> oh. worst case, Ontario. I would, well, actually, I would have been kind of ticked <laughs> off because today would have been the first day of my travel. Oh, right? dude. We, we, yeah, oh, we, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So, ugh. All right, so that was weird. Uh, we go into not coming soon. Do you have a theme for this? Do you just play coming soon backwards? Yeah. All right. The Resident Evil series, <laughs> much lauded on Netflix, has been canceled after a single season, so bye-bye. You said you watched some of this, hey, Brian? Yeah, and it's um, not... Great. It really wasn't that great. <laughs> so cancel worthy, as it were. Yeah, yeah, because like I, I didn't stick. Like I, I kind of went through the first two episodes, and it kept bouncing around the timeline. And then I was like, uh, you know what? That's okay. Was it trying to follow a storyline? Um. Yeah, but uh, like you're trying to learn about a character, but like you're sort of learning about them through like the old, like the old. Or older version of them and then the younger version of them uh, played by two different actors oh weird and it's, it, i think it was really hard to kind of gravitate towards the char- any character that there. seems really strange and disjointed yeah that's kind of what they're doing with house of the dragon too i suppose but i think but like being smart well, we'll about get it to that yeah they're like they're they're letting you spend time with the ones you really like off the hop and then once you're real invested then they'll bounce around i guess but also resident evil it's like you know they greenlit this because they're like, oh, uh, oh, I, I recognize that one. The someone just probably like laid out a bunch of scripts across the table for an idiot to choose what would get made, and he was like, oh, oh yeah, Resident Evil, yeah, I, I've I heard of this that. game. I've heard of this. Yeah, game. He probably just knows it from the movies. Oh, of course, right? Yeah, the movie. Like, yeah, yeah, this one, this one, I guess. And that's why they're making it. And it's just like, yeah, come on, it doesn't always work like that. No, no, it does not. 
And the only other thing in not coming soon, has that Rubik's Cube coming along, Brian, is that the... Uh, I kind of start again, but it's okay. Oh, no! The potential, nothing was ever really signed, a possible director for the Fantastic Four movie, Matt Shackman, who did... Uh, crap, what Marvel series was that that he worked on? Was that WandaVision? He did WandaVision. Yeah, yeah. So he's dropped out of his Star Trek movie. It's still possible that they could work out something for Fantastic Four. Uh, he's just in talks now, but uh, there will be no more Star Trek movie on his slate, which, I don't know, man, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing, because now you get Quentin Tarantino back there. and you Oh, get, perfect. Right, and you get that thing, because we all wanted it so badly. I'm reading the novelization. I maybe have mentioned it before on uh, this podcast, but it takes me forever to read it and I think so. Um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. So Tarantino like took his movie script and then reworked it into a very good book. That's awesome. It's so good. And did he write it. it? He wrote it. Oh my god. That's what I mean. Like that this would is be not cool. Just, yeah, this isn't like someone just like watched the movie ten times and then wrote it down. Yeah, like this yeah. is turned to ends like so it bounces all over the place timeline wise. He's added a ton of material to it. Like it's a book. It's Do you not need just to a, have seen the movie recently? Okay, no, great, great. No, no, no. no. This important. works as like a story in a novel. You know, it's so good. And but what's impressive on me again with this book is how much he clearly loved and I mean loved TV and movies of the time. Yeah, yeah. So I think about that and then I think about my favorite Star Trek. Star Trek my Brian, favorite. Brian! Hey, Brian! Brian! DJ Rubik's Cube wow. Boytano. That is incredible. Dude has solved a Rubik's Cube within the span of three stories on the Geek Out podcast. Mark this down. I'm going to hit an F8 for what? I don't know. Fanfare, maybe? Um, that's incredible. Brian, I am blown away. You must be it's so actually bored. quite depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Oh, God, man. I'm sorry. Four days. Have you, are these the same clothes? Does Elisa like throw clothes at the windows you can no, change? No, no. Like, like we've, we've got an ensuite, so I take a shower every day. Okay, so. okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, though, dude. Jeez. Because I was like, shower? That's maybe like five to ten minutes of my time. I want to like go to his house and like play guitar from out in the yard or something. Oh, you could climb up. You could give him a booty call. Booty call. <laughs> That's not. Could we not? not, COVID not. Safe. No. Yeah. So, so just let Tarantino just direct a Star Trek. Would you? Star Trek, my favorite. Tarantino, my favorite. Let him do. <laughs> no, Tarantino only has one more movie left. It can't be a Star Trek. I want a Tarantino original. He said he was only going to make 10 movies, and the next movie is his last movie. Yeah. It can't be a Star Trek. What if it's good? I don't want. Okay. But what about like 10 of his original movies and a Star Trek? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah. I agree. I want another Tarantino movie. So, um, you have trouble reading? You just can't, like, focus and concentrate for that long, you were saying? I uh, go right to sleep. Oh, oh, sure, you're one of those. Okay, you could always consider eating a book like a hamburger. If there's an audiobook version of this, especially if it's read by him, I would a thousand percent pay double for that. Yeah, I like reading it like a milkshake. That's fine. That's fine. All right. That's it for Not Coming Soon. Brian has done his Rubik's Cube. It is absolutely incredible work. We are on to Geek News Proper. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan, our favorite mean-looking guy, will be joining the cast of The Boys for the next season. Has We don't know what uh, character he might be playing. 
and the uh, subhead on the AV Club website says, but more people from Supernatural is good. I never watched Supernatural. Who from Supernatural is on the boys? Do we know? The Jensen Eccles guy. Jensen oh, yes, Eccles. yes, yes, yeah. yes. Perfect. And there's another person, but I don't know who because I also never watched Supernatural. Perfect, perfect. I'm excited. Jeffrey Dean Morgan seems like a great addition to this cast. Oh, he would be perfect. Just his... Well, to get oh. him back as like a jaded superhero, like he mm-hmm. was the comedian, obviously. In yeah. The oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. He played that really well. Yeah, he'll just be a recurring guest star. So I think him and Butcher are going to be a really fun playoff of each other. Yes, yes, Um, I see that. Yeah, so I'm excited for this. Interesting thing from Neil Gaiman is that Michael Jackson wanted to play Morpheus in The Sandman because, and this we know this because this project has been in the works since the 1990s. But this uh, this came straight or from as the millennials or no, what's that Gen Z? Uh-huh. As Gen Z is calling it, the late 1900s. Yeah, I call it that too. <laughs> I'm very cool. Yeah. Frickin' hell, Gen <laughs> Zs. Uh, my kids, uh, one of my kids' no. uh, friends said that something about like oh. Back in the 1900s. No, <laughs> no. Get out of my house, you little asshole. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, that's terrible. Uh, all right, next up. Where, who doesn't he want to play, though, right? Michael Jackson? He's like, he's like, I want to be Spider-Man. I want to be Bilbo. I want to be everything, right? So, mm-hmm. Kirsten, you last week were raving about the one who is Morpheus. So what do you reckon there? A late 1900s Michael Jackson as Morpheus? <laughs> Stop good? it! Oh, I don't know. I feel like he could have pulled it off, and then like, I, what is happening? I don't can't hear anything. I'm just talking, and then what do I? There we go. There You're we back. Go. Sorry, there was okay. a knot in your cable, and it's killing <laughs> How me. How dare you unplug my knot? Uh, that was my good luck. No, knot it was not. That my grandmother knotted no, in the late 1900s. Did. Oh, frick off! Frick off! Oh my god, I hate it. Um, yeah, Michael Jackson. Um, like I always think of like when you saw Captain EO. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel, I mean, that has nothing to do with Sandman, but I feel like Michael Jackson could have been a cool Morpheus. Sure, why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. In in anything, and I didn't see much, that I saw Michael Jackson act in that wasn't like a music video, it was just Michael Jackson. Like, there's Michael Jackson in Men in Black. It's not Agent M. It's Michael Jackson in Men in Black. He was so distinct and recognizable. Um, They'd really have to do some, uh, I don't know, voice coaching or makeup or something to make it not look like, oh, there's Michael Jackson in The Sandman. I mean, I saw The Wiz, but that's like different Michael Jackson. I guess, yeah. (laughs) Brian, use your words. What do you mean? (laughs) Mid-1900s. Oh, God, I hate this so much. Yeah. We have two Empire Magazine covers that were revealed to talk about um, the next Knives Out movie, which is not called Knives Out. It's called Glass Onion, colon, a Knives Out mystery. Weird. So apparently Empire Magazine, uh, the new one, has two covers, and one has Daniel Craig through a fairly 007-looking hole in the glass. Uh, This way, I'm trying to show Brian the way. Oh, you've seen it, okay. And the other one is literally a knife uh, smashing through a glass onion. Uh, so how this relates to anything, I'm sure we will find out when the movie comes out uh, at some point. Oh, right. Netflix, December 23rd. Yeah, so I weird forgot Netflix. it's not yeah. going to theaters. That's so weird. Yeah, and a bummer as well because Knives Out was a great movie-going experience. Yes, agreed. This ensemble kind of thing, yeah, it, it really does deserve um, the theater. You know, there's so much to keep track of and so many little details that they can put in there. Um, okay, number two, hate the title. Hate it. Hate a Star Wars story. Not of your this. favorite. No, not my favorite at all. Like, um, 
Just call it Glass Onion, and then just we'll, we'll all just know it's the Knives Out sequel. Knives Out fans are horny for this. They'll seek it out. They'll be like, hello, uh, w- 10 tickets for Knives Out 2, please. <laughs> and the nerd will be like, uh, do you mean not Glass Onion? Whatever, nerd. Give me my popcorn, right? And then just go in. <laughs> like, that's what will happen. At worst case scenario. Why call it this Knives Out mystery? I don't like that at all. Or just call it Knives Out 2, Glass Onion. I don't know. Kirsten, you disagree? No, I agree. I don't like colons. Well, and it's it, it transposes. In my body or in sentences. Don't say that. That's a weird. Uh, so you like, need your colon. That's what oh, I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> but they've transposed like the the words "knives out" are at the end of the title now. It's a very uh, strange way to what's do. What's that it. one I don't need? Uh, appendix. Oh, uh, appendix. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't like appendices in books uh, or in my body. Appendices. Yes, I'm there. Okay, fine. Also, what is oh, a geez. glass onion other than that Beatles song? Is it something? Like it must be something, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. A glass onion. If for a really long time, if you've been on the beach and you see sand, yeah. if over a long period of time, that's if right. that sand gets compressed, it turns into glass. That's so weird. I just heard about this. I just learned about this on Sunday, and I'm streaming Horizon Zero Dawn on Twitch, and my friend Stephanie is like, oh, glass onion, that's something that can happen in this case, this case, or this case. She gave, like, three cases, and one was, like, lightning strike on a beach or whatnot. I did, I totally forgot about that. Right. Oh, that's crazy. I love that. Thanks for that knowledge. Uh, Kirsten, why do you, yeah, why do you know that it's called a glass onion? Because that's exactly what it is. I didn't. (laughs) Did you bullshit that? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but that's true though. That's like it's one of three things that uh maybe it's not glass onion is actual word. No, 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 you're right. You're right. like now that you've said it, I'm like, yes, I was correct in my bullshitting I was saying. You made that up and you happen to be factually wow. accurate? Yeah, it happens wow. to me all the time. It doesn't happen to you all the time. Wow. Oh my god, you're so weird, Kirsten. Wow. What the hell is I'm going impressed. on? <laughs> Frankly, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, Moving on, there will be a feature adaptation on Netflix of the video game Bioshock. Oh, cool. Yeah, super, super cool. So they're going to get Francis Lawrence to direct it. Uh, He directed Hunger Games, and some person named Michael Green will be adapting the script. Did you play Bioshock? Oh, I played Bioshock Infinite three and a half times. I'm on my fourth play. So this is one of those games that I would love to play because I've heard it's everything I love about a game with like a solid narrative story, la la la. Can't play it. First person. Oh, you get the dizzy? I got the dizzy. Shoot, I'm so sorry. I don't think there's a third person option in that game either. There is not. No, because there's the hands in front of you. I'm so sorry. Very excited for a future film because I've I've never even read like the Wikipedia of it because I've always hoped like Maybe one day I'll... They'll port it to third person or something for you? Because everybody raves about this series. Yeah, it's a really great game. Cool, I can watch it in a movie. Oh, that's wild. I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, my friend Megan is also can't do the first person thing. Too too much dizzy. Uh, Now, Leica is the name of the company that... with the name of the studio that made the movie Caroline and about eight other films. They're coming out with another film called Wildwood, and this would be like stop-motion animation. And so Mahershala Ali is going to star in this, Carrie Mulligan, Peyton Elizabeth Lee, and it is based on novels by Colin Malloy and illustrations from his wife, Carson Ellis, who is, who are... The Decemberists. Yes, the Decemberists. So wow, your favorite. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> I'm playing some Decemberists for you I on the... I actually didn't know that. I just said it. <laughs> Frick off. Now you're being a doofus. I'm playing some Decemberists for you on the uh, mixtape today. No! Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 
Um, not the one you played on one. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I don't have 18 minutes. <laughs> That's like to a spare. full set. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if um, you're ever feeling lazy, you could do that, though. You could just play the Mariner's Revenge song. Yeah. And then that's half it. Yeah. That'd be a great mixtape. Absolutely. That song is one that we don't generally play on the radio because it's very, very long. How long? It's like, like eight minutes and yeah. 40 seconds. And so for her birthday this past uh, birthday, Kirsten <laughs> played the whole uh, song on our uh, radio is what happened there. If you don't remember what happens, if you didn't catch that exact 18 minutes of uh, <laughs> uh, on their radio. It was her feature one-on-one at one where she highlights a zoner. Kirsten is also a zoner. She's allowed to highlight herself on her birthday. <laughs> oh, my ego. Yeah. And <laughs> I should point out too that the following week, Paul decided to do long song week on the vault. I know. So. Are you kidding me? That's uh, yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that's good. They were they were all within twelve minutes, I think, though. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Mm-hmm. At three o'clock every day. Wow. Yeah, all yeah. right. I love right. a long song. Anyway, Wildwood, really good. Uh, it's like a kids. It's like a kids one. And I don't know from the novels, but I do know from the illustrations because I follow Carson Ellis on Instagram, and it's just. Wild, vivid, fantasy, yeah. cool, fun stuff. And, and so, if you know Decemberists, like a, part of the reason I love them so much is their writing. Mm. And um, so, this novelization is really cool. Cool to see it. What's it coming out on? Uh, says Netflix. Okay. Just in development, so no timeline or anything. But we do have some voice cast. Wait. <laughs> what? Yeah. We're, I think we're staring at Brian now. I was just, it's like ASMR going on of you turning Oh, that. you have, it's been going on the whole time oh, and I quite love it. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. oh okay. Now that's full ASMR. No, no, that was not. great. And should I whisper and flutter? No, no, you should not. Please don't. Stop that. Stop that. Have you seen those videos? <laughs> yes. I've seen so many of them because I, I want to see if it'll ever work for me and it only annoys me. It will never give me the shivers that it's supposed to. I like uh, when they clean a car. You ever watch them do that? You get a real dirty car. I've never seen that. Oh, it's so and and they just they, they do it ASMR vibes, but just it is wildly satisfying to watch like a professional really get in there and detail a filthy ass car. That's it a hilarious. So good. That seems like a very man thing to be served on YouTube. I love that. That's my, great. My algorithm. This is coming to me on TikTok. The ASMR it thinks that I want to watch yeah. is people. Uh, Re, what's the word I'm looking for? Revitalizing landlord special houses. So, like, mm-hmm. if a landlord was to paint over the um, door jams, what are those things called? Those what the those? door frames, the hinges, the hinges. Yeah, landlords paint over hinges. So it's like people taking the hinges off, scraping the paint yeah. off the hinges. Oh, sure, and sure. And then like soaking them. Yeah, and then yeah. like. <laughs> Buffing them up. Maybe you sandblast it. Putting them back on. That's what my algorithm thinks I want to watch. I don't know. That's great. It's satisfying, right? Yeah. My algorithm served me a 30-minute YouTube video with four or five like high-end ASMR artists that Reese had Reese's, I guess, had paid to spend half an hour opening peanut butter cups. That sounds a hundred percent like you, bud. That <laughs> totally does. Nice. And yeah. here's the thing: I am you. not an ASMR person. I watch the whole thing. Ten yeah. tickets, please. My favorite. Oh, My algorithm's go. already like thirty minutes. Nope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's not gonna watch that. <laughs> Two minutes. Ten tickets, please. <laughs> I love the headline on this boing boing article. Courts rule, again, that Duke Kaboom is not Evil Knievel. Love it. Love it. I guess the K&K Promotions Company has been trying uh, multiple times to say that Duke Kaboom, the 
Keanu Reeves voiced um, motorcycle riding toy from Canada uh, in the Toy Story movies is too much of um, a, uh, a likeness of Evil Knievel. But no, it's not. Homage to Evil Knievel, sure, but also to other uh, stunt people. Well, yeah, and for sure. And there's so much that's as you just laid out, bud, that's very unique about Duke Kaboom. Yeah. That's, yeah, not has anything to do with Evil Knievel, right? Like, other people rode motorcycles and wore capes. Exactly, yeah. They all had to have helmets. That was kind of the safety of the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't know if you actually meant for this to go on to the podcast, but I love the song, and I think we should play it just like we play the Make the Friggin' Frogs Gay song on the podcast. We should play at least a snippet of Dwight Schrute's song about Canada in this unreleased clip from The Office. The Olympics are in Vancouver. Is that British Columbia? Well, Pam, there's really only a few things you need to know about Canada. There's Newfoundland and Labrador, Saskatchewan, Ontario, Quebec, Alberta, Manitoba, New Brunswick, and Nova Scotia. Prince Edward Island's very small, but British Columbia tops them all. And that's where Vancouver is. But before I finish up my story, you should know the territories. There are only three, so I'll be quick. You come northwest and none of it. If you want to have a ball to Saskatoon and Montreal, and if you want to pack your sacks, we'll be going off to Halifax. And if you're looking for a wife, be sure to visit Yellowknife. Natural resources! Perennial geraniums, nickel zinc uranium are filling up my cranium, the exports that they boast. Keep going? No. no. Please. We're good. Thank you. Great. I just, it's my favorite. It's uh, so good and so accurate, and freaking just to see Rain Wilson singing so musical. Lee about Canada when the topic comes up about the TED Talks in Vancouver. Just a wild and hilarious thing. Where are all these unreleased clips coming from, Brian? Do you know? Because I feel like we've been like uh, deposited upon thousands of unreleased office clips in the last year. I know, maybe somebody's just digitizing like the special features from the DVDs and stuff. Uh, Oh. Probably like, yeah, deleted. Because this one was actually uh, from a promo for NBC's coverage of the uh, 2010 Olympics. Oh, that's so cool! Oh, so it's neat. Cam asking, oh, that's in Olympics are in Vancouver. All right. That's in British Columbia, right? And then that sets Dwight off. Oh, man, that's so funny. I really like that. To, yeah. to me, it would be a very strategic thing from whatever company is behind the office to just occasionally divvy these things out to us to remind you, hey, you love binging the office. Uh, sorry, marathoning. You love marathoning the office on wherever it is. Is it on Netflix still? Uh, no, yeah. it's on Peacock now, and that's exactly why they need this stuff right. is to like push Peacock. Yeah, I would bet it's you on if Peacock we were to... in the states, it's still on Netflix in Canada. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Yeah, I bet you for you to track this stuff that aligns with these types of drops. <laughs> In rumors, that's it for Geek News proper. In rumors and hearsay, just one story. The Flash movie reportedly set world record test, or sorry, set record test scores for a DCEU film. The source of this is worldofreal.com. Rumors and hearsay indeed. Your place for alternative movie news. (laughs) 
Yes, that seems like a pile of bull. Uh, what? No. Uh, what, what, do we forget that Flash entering the Speed Force? Oh my God! Won an Oscar, everybody. Because won the internet was trolled. Academy Award. Because they opened it up to the great unwashed, <laughs> and they manipulated the system as they always will when given the opportunity. Um, the same system that just gave the Flash. Record test scores, everybody. Read it right now. Okay, I believe it. Uh, the thing flash. is, okay, so let's say this is true. What are record test scores for like a DCEU? Seventy-five percent. Yeah. What's the baseline? Give me the sample size. All of this is just dumb. Wow. So probably it, after hey, it won an it Oscar, it could very man. well be a, like a good movie. So say, for example, this is true then that does kind of like, mm, we really got to clean up the act of uh, our main character, our yeah. main star here. Yeah, right. Oh, you Get know them what? into rehab quick. I think I remember reading the article, though, and it actually said that it was the highest test scores since The Dark Knight. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is right. weird oh. that they refer to that as a deep. Uh, CEU film. Well, but. they're going to ret- retcon it into the universe. Yeah. So, I mean, or, sorry, the extended, expanded if, universe. If that's true, like, yeah, no wonder mm. they're like, Ezra... Right? Clean up your freaking act. Uh, That's it for reviews and recommendations. Nope. That's it for rumors and hearsay and geek news proper. We are into rumors and recommendations, starting with Kirsten's 91 second movie review of The Black Phone. Oh, I'm just kidding. What? No, you're. What? And you didn't have a 91 second. I'm pretty sure you said rumors and recommendations. Did I? Oh, my God. My brain is so off today, guys. You're doing a better job of hosting than I did because when you listen to the first 15 minutes of this podcast... (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, my God. What an Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) It set records, did it? The record for the best hosting of a podcast. (laughs) By Kirsten. In episode 206. Right, right. Obviously, it wins that award. Funny. Yeah, The Black Phone. So this is this uh, movie that had Ethan Hawke in it. It's a horror movie. Oh, surprising. Um, That it's a horror movie? Yeah, or? that you watched a horror movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, isn't Ethan Hawke in every horror movie? Like, isn't Ethan Hawke in all of them? He loves horror movies. Oh, yeah. He's been in a bunch. He's in that. Oh, God, I can't think of what it is right now. But The horror movie. Uh, yeah, he's in a horror movie. Yeah. He likes him. Um, the Purge. So, the Purge. Oh, and, and there was another one that he was in. Anyway, it's The Purge 2. By Boston House movie. Scott Derrickson, <laughs> who, of course, directed... Scott Pilgrim? I don't no, know. Um, no. Um, Dr. Strange? Yep, Dr. Strange. Strange. Oh, cool. That's um, cool. And it was written by Joe Hill, who you probably don't know his name because he doesn't go by his given name, uh, but it's Stephen King's son. Oh, that's cool. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. He's actually a really good writer. I've, re- I've read a lot of his books with my eyeballs. And, um, Thank you. I like a lot of his stuff. They've been optioning lots of his stuff, probably because they're like, ooh, it's Joe Hill. He's cheaper than Stephen King. Let's option his stuff (laughs) instead of, you know, the 100th Stephen King thing. Anyway, The Black Phone is a short story that Joe Hill wrote, and honestly, it should have stayed as a short story. Um, It was a a fine film. Like, the acting was good, but it was just, it didn't need to be an hour and 43 minutes when it was based off of a short story. a, A short story going beyond 90 minutes. That does yeah. sound like a stretch. So the premise of this movie is um, there is like a, a a guy that's abducting kids called The Grabber. Like that's what people are calling him, The Grabber. Good name, very intimate um, ring to it. That's and, terrible. Um, it, a child gets grabbed and it's from his perspective and it's basically him The, the, the kid or The Grabber? The kid. Okay. 
So it's him in the basement, and then like all the ghosts of previous <gasps> victims of the grabber are like oh. trying to help him escape. Oh. Okay, that's a pretty good twist. Yeah. So it was it was a good movie. Like I enjoyed it, but it did not need to be a whole movie. Sure. Um, it didn't really have enough substance in it, but it was fine. I'd recommendation mm. if you can watch it for free, and I think it's on Netflix. So. So you would call it pretty good. Mm. Actually, so that you set it up with that premise. And then you're just like, meh about the whole thing? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I was just expecting a, something a little bit more from it. No, she came know. right off the top with it didn't need to be. It just didn't need to be an hour and 40 minutes. Like, as a short story, I can only imagine how cool that premise is. And, oh, like, yeah. the kids. And that's not a spoiler. Right off the beginning, you know the kids are trying to help him. But, like, I can see how that would come through, and it's kind of, it's got one of those, like, payoffs where, like, all the different things that have been set up kind of, like, come together. That's good. And, I like that. I like um, that. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was fine. Maybe maybe someone that, like, wasn't so much into the horror genre would like it a little bit more. It was, it just, it told a very good and very simple story. Interesting. Interesting. As a horror fan, do you, well, first off, do you read it, Kristen? Oh, No. Oh, okay. okay. Sometimes. There's a subreddit on yes. there called No Sleep. Are you mm-hmm. familiar with it? Yes. Some amazing stories that came out of there, which, whoa, segues right into my next review and recommendation, which was a series of, I think it was nine um, stories called, uh, I believe it was called, Has Anyone Heard of the Left-Right Game? And the premise of the stories was adapted into a podcast pretty faithfully with Tessa Thompson as the main character and executive producer of the podcast. And I have just finished them and I really enjoyed it. Um, there's some, there's a couple things to know about it. Um, first off, it's, it's recorded in binaural, which again is like they take the dummy and they put a microphone on each ear and it's this very spatial sound. So this is not something you can necessarily listen to while walking the dog. I mean, you can, but you really have to turn it up to hear everything because everything is sort of generally quieter because there's a lot of things that you can hear. And then when they go loud, holy crap, do they go loud. And it can really mm. be a shock on your ears. But great story. Tessa Thompson's in it. And I was driving. So I listened to a lot of it when, when I was driving. And just yesterday I finished it and... The very last scene of the podcast, and I presume this matches up with, because I haven't finished reading from No Sleep, I presume it lines up with uh, the writing, but the very last thing happens in the very last episode, and I'm driving my car, and I out loud said, oh my God. Wow. Now, I don't want to overbuild it, but Mm -hmm. I mean, just for me, it was like, what a way to wrap this up, which obviously I can't say because it's full on spoilies, but the crux of it is, there's this game that somebody has discovered where if you set off, and I can't remember if it's from particular locations or anything, you set off and in a car and then you take the first left that you can take and then you take the next available right and then left and right and left and right. And it's called the left-right game. And basically where you end up from doing this is very strange and otherworldly and it's, um, it's spooky as hell. I really enjoyed it. I and love a spooky there are a number of things that I couldn't quite grasp what was happening based on the sound design that obviously would be solved if I, you know, when I complete reading the, the stories. Um, but some amazing, obviously amazing sound design, 
not bad acting, some pretty cool actors. I don't know if you, Paul, if you remember Star Trek Enterprise and the, the doctor was named Dr. Flox and his breed was Denobulin. And it was one of the rare instances where they use CGs. When he smiled, they'd give him like the super Joker smile. He was just an adorable, hilarious character. I loved him. John Billingsley, he's in this show. No kidding. Uh, in this in this podcast. And uh, yeah, other than him and Tessa Thompson, those are about the only recognizable names, but... Wood Recommendation. It's a podcast that actually came out a couple years ago, and they have optioned, though I don't think they're do any, doing anything with, uh, a, a, like a motion picture, TV, I don't know what uh, what medium it is, but uh, Tessa Thompson has some of the, I believe, some of the rights and the executive producer title mm-hmm. if, they, if they bring it to some kind of screen. Nice. Kirsten. I am Groot. Uh, F8. Does yeah, I saw this one, too. smell burning? Does it smell yeah. like a burning yeah. in here? Something's on fire. I'm only smelling my mask. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It smells like burning metal or plastic or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well. Oh, God. I guess we just won't worry about that. I thought it was that. you. <laughs> yeah, that's thank I'm you. I'm the robot. That's interesting. Yeah, open the door, please, Paul. See if, uh... Beep, 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 beep. No. Yeah, it's like, can you not smell it? No, I can't. I mean, I've got a mask on, and when I take my mask off, all I'm smelling is like, oh, new fresh air, and none of it smells like it's burning. Maybe come over here. Like, maybe is it somewhere yeah. here? Yeah, is it something on that side? Or, or one of the computers? No. No. Yeah, is no. a computer on fire? No. Like yeah, I, I don't have the world's best palate, but like I should be able to smell okay, what you're well, smelling. I mean, we can. Okay. Well, right. We can just try to finish the podcast. Smell. Sure. <laughs> Ryan, without dying. If we fall over, please call. Oh my God! I'll call yeah. somebody. Yeah. Carbon monoxide. <laughs> okay. Oh God. Kirsten, please tell us about. I am Groot. Yeah, Brian, you saw this too. Yeah. When yeah, did you I, watch I it? I totally forgot. I didn't. I forgot to bring it up. That was weeks ago, actually, though, wasn't it? You mentioned yeah. lightly. Yeah, I thought. Well, this is one of those big uh, Feige promises that there was going to be all this Marvel content, and then we all were like, "Oh yeah, this I am Groot thing." It was like how many episodes was it? Five, I think, Brian. Five or six. And they're just they were like cutie little maybe three minutes. Yeah. Oh wow, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Cutie little yeah. like three minute things. Yeah. They okay. That's- the my takeaway from these though, Brian. Okay, two things. Number one, <laughs> where the fuck did all the visual effects money go? Because I am Groot looks awesome. Like the visual mm. effects, like they were like, ah, oh, really? we don't care about any of these other Marvel stories. We're gonna spend them all on I am Groot. Really? No, number yeah. two, that's interesting. Groot is a fucking psychopath. Oh yeah. dear. He is a psychopath. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of amazing, honestly. Yeah, I like that. Wow. I don't like it. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this cute little Groot, little baby Groot do baby Groot things. This is going to be so c- cute. Stab, stab. He like, yeah, like murders things. Oh, jeez, like, really? <laughs> wow. But, like, and cool that's, that kind of goes, because like he's sort of raised by Ravengers or or like, I guess, the Guardians of the Galaxy, but they're all sort of <laughs> So not the own. best influences. <laughs> yeah, not the best influences. <laughs> um, there is one thing, so like, and I there's really nothing spoilery about this except one thing that I gathered from it which is like I think my own sort of Marvel nerd um, there's an episode where he creates a drawing for I guess his family or for Rocket um, so he makes a drawing of, <laughs> I like, just laugh because it's Vin Diesel <laughs> oh yeah it is Vin family Diesel and then Groot ends oh, it and he goes family har, har, har. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right but he makes it yeah he, he makes a family drawing and it's it the drawing, if I, if I remember it correctly, it's a drawing of them underneath sort of like, you know when Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy 1 kind of made himself like a giant ball? Yeah, yeah, to protect them. 
it was basically that in the drawing. Oh, wow. So, which makes me think that, like, this Groot is a different Groot, obviously, because Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy 1 is dead. Yeah. And I know that was a thing that was, like, a big revelation for people. Oh, my God. The big internet Groot thing when James Gunn spoke up about that. Groot. But because he's a part of original Groot, he still has some of those memories somewhere. Oh, that's and that's so cool. what maybe kind of like drew him or got him to draw that picture. That's really neat. Wait, when did James Gunn say that? Episode James Gunn, yeah, he oh, tweeted. It's like, he did Groot tweet. He's dead. Yeah, he tweeted about that. I don't like that. Yeah, this is a new Groot. It's oh, this Groot. new Groot is a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> because he's not the same Groot. Oh, this Groot wouldn't turn into a Groot ball and save everyone. Well, no, maybe he would. I don't know. I, I kind of like it. Yeah, I mean, like when we even met Groot, you know, he's, he was out there being a criminal with the raccoon. Yeah. Just yep. because it's a tree and a raccoon doesn't mean they're out there, you know, saving the princess or whatever it is. He's they're, an impressionable young tree. Well, yeah. They're, they're out there. They're troublemakers. They're yeah. criminals. But they, they have a good, like, they these versions of Groot, they they all have kind of a good heart because the the first one saved the, the group by sacrificing himself. Yeah. This other one, when he becomes a teenager... He gives his arm to like to complete Thor's hammer. Yeah. It grows complete back. <laughs> it's wow. a tree. That's <laughs> got <laughs> her soul. <laughs> all right, let's talk about She-Hulk episode two. Have we all seen it? Uh-oh. No, nah, I didn't watch oh, it. You yet. said you were going to go home and watch it. I didn't. Admittedly, I didn't watch House of the Dragon yet, so. Um, oh, yeah, that oh, was wow. One or the other, I chose House of the Dragon. Yeah, that's fair. Let's talk about House of the Dragon. No, we didn't. I want to hear all about Brian's uh, color coded because I liked all your color coded things. Yeah. Honestly, oh, I, I don't slack. really. I don't even remember what happened in this episode because it was like a whole week ago. Okay, well, I'm going to step out and maybe get some fresh air that's not on fire. <laughs> Good and, start. Because um, I don't really. I don't want spoilers about it, so uh, go for it. Okay. If we're dead when you okay. come back, call 911. Oh, yeah. I remember this episode now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do you want spoilers about it? Oh, I, like, I've watched it. Oh, you watched yeah, it? Yeah, okay. Paul has left the room, so A, spoilers. Spoiler! I'm right here! Spoiler! Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so this was episode two. Um, does that, does it really, does it pick up right when um, the lady burst through the courtroom, whose name I forget now? No. Basically, no. it picks up with the the news coverage of that. Of right, that right. So, um, I like, so Jamila Jamil plays Titania. Yeah. Who's a She-Hulk villain. And I thought she was going to be the main villain in this, and I guess maybe she still can. But she looked like she was just like maybe an appearance as one of the like a side character or a cameo appearance or something. But they called her um, a super what is it super super powered influencer or something. Yes, yes. That's yeah, right. that's a wild. I kind of <laughs> love that. Which kind of is still still establishes like the craziness that is now the Marvel universe. It's it's now. Like, it's now just a thing. And I love it. The, the, the basis in somewhat of reality, I think, is fantastic. Yeah. So they call her a super-powered influencer, and uh, it starts with that that new story. Um, but, yeah, there are a couple of, like, really great things. So, like, the things that, that happen in this, um, from Jennifer's perspective, she's, you know, uh, fired from, from her job, uh from her law firm and uh then she's rehired by the uh what's the what are they called g glk and h glk and h goodman and logo lieber exactly like kurtzberg and holloway yeah what'd you say the logo is what 
Exactly. Well, the logo is exactly like the She-Hulk logo. Oh, that's I didn't notice that. That's Not funny. Did I? That's so cool. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Um, so now she's hired to specifically represent, I guess, superhumans. Yeah, it's a superhuman law um, division that they have created, and they want her as the face of it. And so her first case is Emil Blonsky, and it's it's his parole. Who, of course, is Abomination, years. who tried to kill... Who is from the Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. The Incredible, the Incredible Hulk. Hulk with Edward Norton. Thank you, yeah. because I didn't remember that. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like, thank you for that acknowledgement of the movie. Uh, that's funny. No, I didn't remember, because I remember I came on here and I was like, was Abomination again? And everyone's like, Carson's never seen anything. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was from what 2008 you're forgiven 2008. it's fine and I was yeah and I and I didn't and the only reason I made that connection was after Brian pointed out the awesome line that they have right so because when she's con- conflicted about taking the case because Emil Blonsky tried to kill Bruce Banner yeah. she called Bruce and Bruce was talking about how you know that fight was so many years ago. I was a completely different. I was a different person back then. Oh, that's what literally. the acknowledgement was. Yes, yeah. of course, because Edward Norton. Edward Norton. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. excellent. I have to say, and that particular phone call was the crux of it for me. But the dialogue, writing, and acting in this show is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, like, she specifically, and obviously, you know, Mark Ruffalo. It's just great, natural, off the cuff sounding dialogue, but obviously. Obviously, it has to be written down, and I am really impressed with how they are acting it. It just feels so believable, and I love it. And how cool is that line, though? Because you could it could go right over your head, kind of like it did with me. Um, yep. But if you're a fan that's seen any of these movies, unlike me, um, it's it's what what a cool line! Like literally, I was a different person. Like, yes. It's such yeah. a cool. Uh, it works in so many levels. Yeah. Great acknowledgement. Yeah. It's like the jokes that are kind of funny for kids for the slapstick reason, but the, the grown-ups get it on a whole different level. I, I love it. That's so good. And mm-hmm. Were there a couple more of those kind of things in this episode too, Brian? There were... What were there? I'm just l- kind of looking over those notes that I have. Um, well, there's, there were some things that just like... the So the guy um, that plays her dad mm-hmm. is... Oh, uh, what a good scene too, by the way. The dude from Perfect Strangers. And, oh. like, the family dinner mm-hmm. that they have. Oh, my God. Is, that family dinner was, ugh. Have was we hilarious. asked, we've asked that question on this very podcast. Like, what the fuck is Hawkeye doing with those <laughs> yeah. arrows? Yeah, like, so she, he asked uh, the question from, about Hawkeye. <laughs> this Hawkeye guy, does he go around collecting all his arrows back? Because <laughs> that must be really dangerous just leaving those lying around. Right, it's like item 47. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so I don't, I think that was... It. The, the the great thing I think about um, bringing in Abomination and bringing back Timothy Roth mm. is that because <clears throat> Timothy Roth <clears throat> played Emil Blonsky, like played the soldier guy really well in Incredible Hulk. He has a, a, a good knack for playing a very intense character, but he also has a knack for playing of like he, he has really good comedic timing. Yes, I he think. does. He's great in comedies, and so that's it'll be really cool to see just his evolution since two thousand and eight. Yeah, and like and and what he brings to his this character now, and and in terms of like playing it a little bit less intense and a little bit more, um, 
comedic mm-hmm. and and i liked his like his dialogue as well like i loved his just yes like, very natural I, I thought i was the good guy yes i thought i was gonna be captain bloody america mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. which makes sense again if you haven't seen the incredible hulk the mm-hmm. the whole the abomination is created because the hulk is fucking everything up and yeah. he yeah. volunteers basically for the super serum right to go deal with the hulk and then Obviously, it doesn't work because he doesn't have Banner's blood, and it makes him abomination. Yeah. So yeah. that story tracks too. That he thought he was going to be the savior. So it's just great yeah. fan service without being smack in your face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you want to talk about these these cool other Easter eggs, Brian? Because I just wanted to talk about just again this fucking controversy <laughs> of all these um, men review bombing this show. <sighs> Is that still happening? Yeah. So I, I just read something the other day and I just wanted to talk about it just because I saw so many people just like jumping on board and being like, yeah. So the comment Jumping was, on board with the review bombing? Yeah. Well, or just like saying, so the comment was, I'm not a misogynist. I'm not a terrible person. I don't hate women because I hate the Hulk. That's stupid. This The Hulk is poorly written. It's a shit TV show. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't hate all women because I I love Ripley and Sarah Connor. And those are, those are oh amazingly written. Oh, my God. And so you can't tell me that I'm a misogynist for hating She-Hulk yep. because I like the, these people. Yes, I can. And my first thing is, can you give me a modern reference? Because right. fucking Ripley and Sarah Connor are from the late 1900s. Yeah, way to show your <laughs> age. Um, but also, like... I will say this, and and it is a good thing to say, like, yes, not all men that don't like the She-Hulk are misogynist. Um, like, it's it's kind of like how I didn't really like Black Panther, and mm. I'm not a racist. Mm. And But the point is, it's the review bombing yes, of it. Yeah. It's the people that doing are doing that. Yes, you can not like She-Hulk and not be a terrible person, but it's just the volume of hate and dislike for this show. Well, that's the thing. Golden rule, right? Or whatever it is, like, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. It's, it's the fact that they take action because they're so insecure and they're bored and they they know they're in large numbers mm-hmm. and they need to do something loud to feel good about themselves and compensate for being small in other areas, but like, like self-confidence. And like Ripley, um, great character, love Alien, but she doesn't really have very many lines, to be honest with you. Like, they like Ripley because she showed up in her underwear. <laughs> yeah, she takes off her clothes and she gets wet. <sighs> um, but, like, you can't really say that is, like, a strong feminist character. That is just a, a woman. Mm-hmm. And a great, like, I don't, I'm not trying to slag off Ripley, but it's not the same. Sarah Connor has got fucking, not John Connor, but who's the other dude? Not the Terminator, either. Um, I jo- should know this. Was, yeah, what's John Connor's dad's name? Oh, Kyle, Kyle Reese. Reese. Kyle Reese yeah, there, yeah. right? And like, I mean, whatever. It just frustrated me that that the, that some people were being like, but here are the females that I like. Uh, but I guess well, they did that with excuse. Captain Marvel as well. Yes. When Captain Marvel was being review bombed, it was like, don't see Captain Marvel in theaters, see Alita Battle Angel. Oh, well, that was just a ridiculous... And that movie was horrible, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that movie was terrible. And also, just for the record, because <laughs> this pod lives in perpetuity, and when we come back in it in 200 episodes and somebody's listening to it... Carved in stone. Once I did watch Black Panther again, I did 
really like it. It's just when I went to the theater, I was expecting a Marvel movie, and I think I had just come off um, like the last one was maybe um, Ragnarok or something oh, like that. Oh, okay. And so I was okay. like, this is going to be a fun action romp. Oh, and shoot. <laughs> as I describe Black Panther, it is more of a drama action. It doesn't Hugely. have. And so that is why I came out and I was like, I didn't really like it. Now, upon a rewatch, great movie. Perfect. For no, the record. Right. <laughs> now, it kills me because, like, these, these men do the stereotypical thing that they always accuse women of, and they get emotional and they get hysterical mm-hmm. and they lash out, mm-hmm. you know, with these stupid one star reviews. I mean, they were doing it before the freaking show even came out. Like, but it's not like I'm not like loving on this show just because it has a female female protagonist. I'm not like, oh my god, it's a woman finally. She's talking about things, and and that's the other thing. They had a great poop joke in here, like that. The directions <laughs> to the best toilet. So funny. That was great, and it wasn't yeah. like you know yeah. some guys would be like, oh, they're talking about their periods. They didn't even fucking. Do- they talked about poop, and it was yeah. hilarious, and it was so well yeah. done. Um, and so that's why I was really happy to hear you say, Bud, like that the writing is because I also think the writing is really yeah. well done in this show. Yeah, um, it's really good. Yeah, the jokes are great. The, they're subtle. The acting is amazing. Um, whoops. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not saying you've got to love the show to not be a misogynist, but it's just if you're one of those people, just take a step back and and. Think like what? What are the reasons I'm not liking the show? And if you legitimately don't like it, that's fine. Yeah. Like Miss Marvel, wasn't a huge fan of that. Yeah, but did you mob up and like? No, exactly. Like that's, yeah, that's it. Fine. Though their their knock on the misogynist character, where he's like, "Oh, look, there's a hot chick over there. I'm gonna go talk to it." Yeah, yes! I saw that. That, that was incredible. <laughs> that was incredible. I know. I was like, "Wow." They know wow. where they are. They know. They know what to expect, mm-hmm. and they're sort of heading yeah. it off at the pass. It's beautiful. Okay. And I mean, now that I've seen a couple of the episodes, and I understand how closely it reflects the comics, um, I love it even more because, like. Jennifer Walters is a woman who can control her rage, you know, unlike her beauty detractors. Uh, that's the the beauty of it. She is stronger than all of y'all little twerps. And so. she has the same cell phone lock screen as Art does. That's in <laughs> right. America's butt. Oh, my yeah. God. That's so funny. Oh, um, Brian, so that was your s- joke. No, I stole it. Sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Brian obviously there's, already said that. Very clever. There's a, there's a bunch of different Easter eggs. I think the first obvious one, though, is like, so she calls Bruce Banner, and he, we think he's in his lab, but he's actually in the spaceship, yeah. and he's heading back to Sakaar. Yeah. So quite obviously, that's setting up a World War, War Hulk. So great. Um which is great. And like uh, a few weeks back, I actually had an email conversation with uh, Zoner Ewan. Uh, we were talking about the Hulk and sort of the rights to the Hulk and where, you know, how they're able to make a She-Hulk show, but not a, like a solo Hulk movie. Mm. And um, <clears throat> so I had a few, you know, theories on that, thinking that, oh, well, maybe She-Hulk wasn't part of the deal because She-Hulk was also part of the Fantastic Four, which was then owned by Fox, but now is owned by Disney. But those were all just theories. But I did read somewhere, and I can't find. I have to relook for the article. But I did read that the um, the deal that they have with Universal, the ownership deal, uh, expires next year. Oh, so if that's true, then they are free and clear to then start making a World War Hulk movie oh. um, to put out in the next I don't know few years, which would be really cool because that could potentially see. 
I don't know. We we could ret- we could see Bruce Banner return to like sort of a rageful Hulk or kind of a combination of the two, or we could even even uh, like maybe see him be an antagonist, like uh, Ooh, see him be really? a bad guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so that it would be an interesting thing to see over the next few years to see what they do with that. But that's exactly where he's headed. That's why he was in that spaceship. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's great cell. He's got a really good cell phone plan, by the oh, way. Oh my God. The service yeah, out in space minute. is incredible. <laughs> well, is yeah. it, he's like a really smart scientist guy. I'm sure he's got to figure Maybe. out. He's, he's, got like, that out he's got his own Starlink up there somehow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, amazing. So the, the other thing I, I was saying in the Slack is that like I was quite a nerd when I watched this because I had watched this early in the morning um, and then I saw that she's there was a scene where she, so Jennifer Walters she had just lost her job she's looking for new jobs and she's sitting on the couch with her friend and she's on the laptop and then she's on this like BuzzFeed article of like other things you could do as a job and like one of them was like a mascot or whatever but uh, on the side of that BuzzFeed oh, article son of a gun. What is this? there are little um little sub articles that you could like related links or related articles that you could link to. You may also like. So uh, one of them, and that was all below uh, an ad for Iron Man 3's like basketball shoes or something. Oh, really? Iron Man's got his own brand of Jordans. Excellent in world. I love it. But the, uh, the related article the first one that drew my eye actually let's let's get to this one first is there's a related article that says why is there a giant statue of a man sticking out of the ocean yay was there that's brilliant yes they acknowledged it yay eternals and then the other one the one that really caught my eye was man fights with metal claws in bar brawl no way what wolverine Oh my yeah. god, that's amazing! Oh, I wish I'd seen any of these. Oh, this is, that so, is so good. Cool. Oh, yeah. so that yes. whole like they they <laughs> only it. show that screen like for maybe like three seconds. So if you just pause it, it's not for the viewers. It's, it's like, for the pause. It's so fun yeah. to just like oh, look at all of those things. Oh, I'm so happy more. about that. That's so great. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Nice. What? else anything oh yeah is there more that was i think that was it no yeah because you got the lock screen that's so good that (laughs) was so funny and jennifer walter's lock screen is captain america's ass like in jeans yeah yeah (laughs) it's funny because i saw that on the internet before i saw it on the show because i was a couple days late watching and i'm like ah that's funny that's Mm -hmm. funny that's great all right, well, if there's nothing more on She-Hulk, we are going to move to House of the Dragon, and I have just texted Paul to come back into the C-Prod, and I'm going to leave, because i got a perfect timing. Paul, so you can plug in here if you want. Uh, I'm going to leave, because I have tapes to mix. At least you don't have to source a new song. At least you don't have to source a new song. All right. Are you leaving? Yeah, I haven't, because I haven't seen the second episode, and I have tapes to mix. Uh, I love you all, and uh, bye! I was very uh, sad the first episode didn't have like a beginning, like a, a title mm, theme. And same. I was like, okay, well, I don't know. Maybe they'll have one. And then here we go right off the bat. Game of Thrones. And it's the exact fucking same song. Yeah. So I'm, when you said that, when you just now, when you're like, at least you're not going to have to source a new song when Bud was still in the room. I was like, no, that's a spoiler for I know, Bud. I know. That's why, well, he's not going to. Uh, maybe not. No, I, I know. don't know. That's such a big spoiler. Is, is it a big spoiler that they use the same? Anyway, oh, what did you guys think about that? 
Yeah, I was disappointed me, honestly. I love that song so much. We talked and talked to last week about <laughs> how much we love that song, but I find it disappointing that they just went straight back to it. I like the new visuals. They're cool, but yeah, it's a bummer that they just couldn't get Raymond Diwali, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. to write another song. Similar, similar themes, similar tones, similar movements, whatever, however you write music, but just the exact same again? What the heck? Yeah, like White Lotus, but Italian. Yeah. Just that's like- not what this is. <laughs> But I, I was also like, at first I was like, I, I went through like all the stages of grief during the, the title. <laughs> at first I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. And then I was like, oh, I don't know what I really thought about this. And then it was like, I guess they just didn't think they could top it. And so good for them uh-huh. for deciding like, no, there's no way that we're coming back from this. We're going to just use the same fucking song. And then yeah. by the end, I guess I just accepted it. But Yeah. Yeah, I accepted it. Like I, I, I too thought that. Oh, maybe if they just change the arrangements of the notes mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but I don't know. Like, oh, sorry. I think my headphones came out. One sec. Yeah. Yeah. There like, we go. change the key of it or something. Like, do something. that major to minor. Mm-hmm. Give it to one of those TikTokers that make it oh into a wedding march. Yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> seriously, get that corn kid on it. A corn guy. It's Game of Thrones. A big bunch of dragons. They got the fire. They've got the fire. Come you watch it on they Sunday had, like, night. A theme like that. <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> Look, I just wrote that now. There you go. Yeah. Send me the check. Yeah, it's been better. Yeah, I'm bummed. I'm bummed about it. The visuals too. I was like, I don't know. Maybe I, I tried to put myself back in watching that episode of Game of the first episode of Game of Thrones where you see the titles come through. Yeah. And not knowing what all these places are or what the fuck is going on. Because, of course, by the end, we understood, right? Sure, right. So I tried to put myself back in that. And I was like, I don't know. Are they showing places right now? Because they weren't. It was just all parts of Valeria, right? I I think it's, yeah, it's supposed to be uh, Viserion's model of old Valeria. And all the blood and everything. Which kind of makes sense. Because it's showing, like, from whence all the Westerosi houses, their blood came from all these, like, um, Valerian... Origins, which is kind of cool and neat, and the way they flow, and I, like I thought it was neat. I thought it was a beautiful looking title sequence, but like, it, totally like, fresh but also familiar. But the cool thing about the Game of Thrones one was that it would like it would change every episode, which was amazing, um, and it would show yeah. you, okay, well today we're taking place in Winterfell and also in King's Landing, so it would be like. Every you would never skip the title sequence because you'd be like, "Fuck yeah, we're going to fucking like Valeria or not Valeria. We're, yeah. we're going wherever yeah, Valantis. Yeah, yeah. Like we, we haven't oh. seen Dragonstone yet. Yeah. Shit, oh, cool. Yeah. Like that was awesome. Yeah, like yeah. seeing new play the wall. Like seeing them show up <laughs> was so Every cool. Every the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, I don't know. That's kind of a bummer. Like, am I just gonna skip this title? Because like. No. You better not. Well, well, why not? If it's going to be the same every time, why yeah. the fuck would I skip it? You don't know. Yeah, we'll have to find out. Yeah, we'll have to like, find out. Like, yeah, we've only seen it once, but... Yeah. Anyway, well, that was a bit of a letdown. Okay. Yeah, the song part, for sure, was I shushed somebody. I was watching somebody, <laughs> and they were trying to talk to me, and I just was like, Quiet! Because I had to, like, wa- take it in for the first time. So I'll say that. It, it, yeah. it engrossed me at that level. Well, that, like, getting that HBO... 
and then into the Game of Thrones yeah, music, I yeah. was like, wow. I know. Wow, blast from the past. Nostalgia <laughs> from like five years ago. Yeah, like, we're back. Mm-hmm. The episode, though? Um, you know, I have no thoughts. I just mostly was thinking about the title sequence. So uh, let's wrap it up there. I'm Webmeister Bud. And um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, good app. I really liked it. This thing's humming. Yeah, I like it. I, I think this thing is like blasting along here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm like already two episodes in. I'm real invested in these characters. I like Renaria so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I kind of like that's different from Game of Thrones mm-hmm. is right now you're, you're not really sure where people's loyalties lie and if they're evil or if they're, you know, you're not really sure people's intentions. Yes. Whereas in the first episode, we got that, you know, that the, you know, the Starks are kind of the good guys. Sure. We got the, the, the bang bro and sis, like they're the bad guys. Bad. They want the throne, right? Like we had kind of all of those planned out. Whereas in... Right now, I don't know who I should be rooting for, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. Like, I'm not convinced Damon is a bad guy. Yeah. Um, like, I kind of had a suspicion that the hand is maybe somebody to watch. Hightower? Or, uh, Hightower. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, like, he put his daughter in there because he's playing the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the game of the of, <laughs> of fire and blood. Yeah. Um, but... Like, there's no... Like, because you always knew Balon. No, not Balon, because that's Greyjoy. Um, what was the hand? Otto. Uh, no, 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 sorry. In Game of Thrones. ba 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 Baylor. Anyway. Which hand? In Game of Thrones! There were so many. Okay, the original hand that marries um, Arya. Or, or uh, if I can not Arya, Sansa. Oh, yeah. You're okay. like, so many people marry yeah, Sansa. Yeah, 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 okay. Anyway, um, like you get from the Baelish, Peter Baelish. Right. You get from the beginning oh. that he's kind of like conniving. Little and finger. Little finger. Um, and like that's kind of, I'm kind of enjoying this is that I don't know what everyone's end game is mm. and what they want um, and who's good and who's bad. Yeah, it's actually, I think, a piece of genius with this show this, is that like, um, and that was kind of Game of Thrones genius from the beginning was you got a vibe off of everybody mm-hmm. and they all sem- seem like very stereotypical archetypal um, characters. The Starks were noble and so they were obviously going to be good. And even when they surprised you with Ned's death, you thought, okay, I know what this story is. This is going to be Rob, the good guy, avenging his dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Good and instead point, it was yeah. like, no, Rob is going to make mistakes and trip up and those mistakes are going to come back and bite him and that's going to be the end of him. And, you know, like... The the king, even King Robert, who is like mm-hmm. kind of, you know, fat, jovial, irresponsible, dope king, like he was deeper than that. So so it set you up, game of, and like the the Lannisters, yeah, they were pricks, they were bad from the start, incestuous, yeah. bad. But then the more you get to know them, the more you realize there was like some deep gray stuff going on here. So similar, like so, Game of Thrones did that, pulled that little switcheroo on you. Was just like it'll be fun, it'll be cool, good guys versus bad guys, you'll like it. And then they got you real hooked on this thing that's like, nope, everybody's gray yeah. the way it is in life. With this mm-hmm. show. They're going hot straight into the gray. Mm-hmm. Everyone's good and bad. You can't really root for anyone in this show any more than anyone else. Maybe Renaria is your hero for now, for sure. Yeah. She is actually. By the end of this episode, I was like well, I was pumping th- my fist for her like what a stud. But no, everyone I- else is so gray. I was a little bit mad at her being like a spoiled little rich girl when well, she had that conversation with her aunt or whatever. Yeah. When she was like, no, they didn't vote for you to be the queen because it was you. 
you, but I will be queen. And I was like, uh-uh, shut up, little girl. You don't know anything about how the world works. Okay, like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that, fair, too. That, that was my take in that. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. dude, like, as I don't think that they didn't vote for her because it was her. I think that she is correct that yeah. it was because she was a woman and what she said. You for know? sure. So, um, yeah, I'm really liking that. I'm really liking that I don't know what's going on or what's happening. I'm still sad that it got spoiled, and I guess it's not a spoiler, but spoiled for me that it's going to have this time jump. Right. Because are they, I guess you guys don't know unless you've read something, are they going to jump back and forth, or are we just going to get, like, five episodes in and then it's a big time jump? That's where I, I was, because, like, I was expecting it this in this episode that... Uh, and we oh, jumped ahead see- six months in this one, but yeah. not... Yeah, yeah. But I was expecting it like, oh, we're going to start seeing like the older versions of these characters, like uh, of Rhaenyra and of, of Alicent. Um, and then, yeah, I thought we would be jumping back and forth. So you'd kind of develop their characters over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like now that we haven't, I, I just I would be sad to say goodbye yes. to the young version of Rhaenyra because this person's killing it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Agreed, right? yeah. I agree. Yeah, I don't think we're going to. I think that Game of Thrones laid itself out nice and linearly, and I think that's what we're going to get here. We're just going to get these big time jumps. So, yeah, six months passes, a year. I'd be so bummed know. because, yeah, I yeah, like would that, would that would be the last we see then of young Rhaenyra? I think so. I think once it's done, it's done, and that's it, and you're just moving on. I think that's the way that this story is kind of laid out, right? Like this story, you know, from the books that they're adapting, they cover a lot of grounds, like a lot of history. So, yeah, I think that's going to be the way it is, unfortunately. So maybe they are going to get, because remember last week I was like, I'm glad that this is set 173 years before, so we're not going to be like, oh, look, there's baby uh, Ned Stark, Yeah. right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe that will, if they do enough time jumps, maybe we will get there. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I'm still really enjoying it. Um, the what's the what's the, her best friend's name now? That's gonna fuck her dad. Allison. Allison. The most comely lass in all the land. Yeah, that's I mean, how she's described really? on Wikipedia. Oh. Yeah. I mean, saw that coming, but like, I think what's gonna happen is we're gonna time drum. She's gonna like be bearing children for the father, whatever. She's gonna have a boy, and then it's gonna be sad because it's like they were besties. Yeah. Right, and yeah. then they're gonna be like pitted against each other. Could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bless Definitely. you. Bless you. <laughs> Sorry, I went away, but yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah. The, oh, no, I don't know. Something, something about me, and I think maybe because uh, of the whole like age. <laughs> something about me when Viserys actually picked Alicent. Yeah, I had like a bit of a sigh of relief. Oh that, yeah. Like, oh God, Lady Lena was inappropriately young. Yes. Well, yes. like, Allison was inappropriately young. Like, in the first episode when Otto is like, go put on one of your mom's dresses and go and comfort yeah, the king, I was like, to, yeah. yucky, yucky, I yucky. Know. And, you know, too young. And then he goes on a date with a 12-year-old and you're like, <laughs> oh, so much worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It um, was- how about the timing, by the way, of that episode coming out and then Leonardo DiCaprio breaking up with his girlfriend for being too old. Yeah. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio probably watched that episode and he was like, all oh, right, there's younger ones out oh, there. No. <laughs> there's, 
<laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So the memes, the memes have just yeah been mm-hmm. absolutely perfect. So also related that uh, they've renewed it for season two after the first episode, I guess, because they were like, "Wow, mm-hmm. ten million people want to watch this." Check re- renewed. You're yeah. coming back. So yeah. we are getting a season two of this. Well, they built all those sets and everything too, right? They built- They're all left over. They didn't build anything. Yeah. They're all already there. They're using the same. Sets like I keep seeing the exact same uh, places that we've been, true, yeah. which is kind of cool and comforting. Yeah, for sure. What do you think about uh, what do you think about what Dragonstone looked like? Oh, I liked it. Did you not like yeah. it? I thought it looked no, fine. I, th- I thought it was it was fine. I, interesting depiction. Like it seemed like it was like really misty around there. It is like like you can because like when you saw it in Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. say when like Jon Snow first arrives and and they meet up there and. It's like very like you get to see like the sky is clear and mm-hmm. like you get to see the place like like really really clear and at they first don't have I was the like, graphic budget to to what's that word render that in yet yeah <laughs> they can only render like thirty kilometers and everything else after that has to be that's right <laughs> they didn't have the budget for yeah. the busty naturals <laughs> I don't yeah I don't know go down to Dallas Road some days it's misty some days it's clear as a bell mm-hmm. it happens I, I didn't that didn't bump me too bad. I like seeing and and I I bet it's done on purpose but I like seeing a lot of these busty naturals from the exact same angle and sure. view as yeah. they were in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because mm. even if you're not like a big huge nerd about it, you, you can your brain like triggers a memory of like I remember Jon Snow standing there. So yeah. like on the um the wall at Dragonstone, like that, you know, is where Jon Snow and Daenerys, like they kind of meet and they they're yeah. like, Are you guys gonna fuck? And I feel like <laughs> oh it's the same angle that you see all of those guys. And I love that. I think it's so cool seeing that. Yeah. Oh, oh. you know what? I kind of take that back to in that like I think it needed to be sort of misty and the visibility needed to be poor because Th- you wouldn't have seen Rain uh, Rainier right. yeah. uh, Rainier coming, right? Yeah. That's like, right. On a dragon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it was just it was like a, a big kind of hero moment where it's like she, all of a sudden she just swoops in on her dragon. Yeah. So yeah. far, my favorite is Damon. I'm like I really like his character. I know really? he's supposed to be like a, maybe an antihero or something, but like I kind of get him. I relate with him. Well, like, this is it. Everybody's great. Like to, yeah. like oh, but he's treasonous. To the king, it's like we don't have any alliance. Not to this really. King. He's, he's, his, he's his big brother. Like I don't think he's just re- being a cheeky little brother. Sure, he was. Yeah, just, I'm taking my egg and going home. Yeah, well, especially. <laughs> but then we get to see him fight the crab feeder. Yeah. Next, oh my god, week, dude, those graphics were graphic for yeah. um, that. That that looked wild. The beginning of this episode, I was like. Like, I had a visceral reaction to those crabs. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought it looked really good. Yeah, it did. It Mm -hmm. did. did. Hey, what about this? uh, Because I think Art tweeted this. He's not into the CGI models of the cities and the castles and whatever. Did you guys be bumped by that? I think they look as good as ever. I was always very impressed with the way that, you know, on Game of Thrones, they could build 20 feet of wall and then make it look like a thousand feet of wall, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so I implanted it with the CGI. I always thought those, um, those, those vistas looked pretty good in the way that they uh, blended p- practical and CGI effects, especially for the locations. Uh, and I think it looks fine. Do you guys disagree? I agree with art. I, I, I don't think really? it, I don't think it bumps me or takes me out or anything like that. Um, I don't know. I don't remember Game of Thrones being particularly 
great either. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I think it's fine. Like, I don't, it doesn't bump me out of it, but I agree with Art that I don't think it's the best CGI I've ever seen. Okay, okay. All right, so it sounds like we like this House of Dragons show. I, I'm in, I'm very into it. You know, it's kind of like this is exactly what Game of Thrones almost needed was to just bounce. It's just Game of Thrones again, you guys. It's just more Game of Thrones, and it needed to bounce to a different time and place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as George R. R. Martin has kind of shown with, like, his priorities, he got tired of the main story, it sounds like. You know, he won't finish the friggin' Winds of Winter. So, because he's been writing these other, uh, or they appendices? Wow, really came back around. This, like, this supporting material. But again, like, there is so much interesting story in the backstory and the supportive material that he just got obsessed with that and was just like, that now, that. Yeah. And we're all just like, oh, great. So it's very weird the way this, like, will have gone down is like Game of Thrones, popular TV show, kind of got a little Brigford's britches, ended for a bit, came back later in a different way. Wow. What a story of a TV show. I mean, it's like any other spinoff, though, right? Like, <laughs> I suppose, but it's all just one big thing and he's being allowed to do it, which I think is neat. Um, so at the end, Oh yeah, I loved I loved the ending. I really I think that's very interesting what's going on here. I think the politics like play are neat and good and they're also like not too complicated either. You know, it's like yet. it's just <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, I suppose maybe it'll maybe these these uh ropes will all intertwine these various threads. But you know, pretty much everyone now is like, you know, their motivations, they're laying them out for you pretty you know, well. Pretty, pretty clearly, why, what, who wants, and what, why, and why. And uh, it's fun to watch. It's a great show so far. The end. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to read a little. Um, do you get the emails uh, here? No, Brian. No, what's your name? Paul. Yeah, uh, we got one piece of uh, uh, mail here. I uh, this is good, actually. It's good. From uh, Zoner Ewan says a positive review of the new Lord of the Rings show. But with what looked like spoilers that I tried to skip it. So um, I'm not going to read the actual review either. But here's the, the quote that Ewan said. The Lord of the Rings, the rings of power, the rings, the rings, the rings, the rings. <laughs> so astounding, it makes House of the Dragon look amateur. Oh. Wow. Where did the review come from? Did it come from the rings, the rings, the rings, the rings.com? Oh, the Guardian. From the Guardian. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, but they only give it four stars. Yeah. Watch it on the largest TV you can. That's oh, mine. Yeah, I'll come to your house. So there you go. That's a. I, I'll stop scrolling here. I won't actually read any more of this, but Ooh. it sounds like a pretty good review from the Guardian. There. I am so excited. Give me all of the weird medieval fantasy. Yeah. Please. Yeah, yeah. Um. Also, he uh, sent us through a trailer for Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey. An official trailer here that, um, well, I'll just let Webmeister Bud put it in the <laughs> show notes. I'm just watching the sign that said 100 Acre Wood written in what, what looked like blood. Eor, R.I.P., a very cheap tombstone made out of uh, wood, plywood, and red paint. Oh, boy. So you can go and watch that. Thank you, Zona Ewan, for sending that through. Again, I'm very into this Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. At least enough for a trailer. Like, if this is all that comes out from it is just one trailer, I'll be like, that's fine. 
All right, team. Yeah, you're the host of this. I guess. Anything else with the podcast? <laughs> it started with me, and then you got a little, little peanut butter in the middle with Bud, and then you at the end. I'm the bubble gum. Yeah, the bubble gum that goes at the end of the sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kirsten.James. The zone.fm slash DJ Boytano. Sure, and while you're there, check out... Me too, Paul. The Paul one. Thanks so much for listening to the Zones Geek Out podcast episode two hundred three. Oh shoot! I had a good ending and I forgot what it was. The Geek Out podcast is a production of the Zone at ninety one three. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station, and really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on demand audio from the Zone, visit thezone.fm/podcasts or the on demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.